It's Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. Words, blah, 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 without action, uh, without deeds, are absolutely pointless. And our record on deeds so far is not exactly stellar. Landmark UN Climate Conference begins in Glasgow, Scotland. Some of us have to actually live the future that you all are setting on fire. Big oil CEOs testify on their decades of climate deception. Plus, U.S. Supreme Court case seeks to dismantle EPA's authority to regulate emissions. All of that deception... And more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Johnson doesn't seem too optimistic about what world leaders can achieve at COP26, as he told a group of children. It's going to be very, very tough, this summit. And I'm very worried because it, it, might, go, it might go wrong. There's the can-do British spirit. <laughs> It reminds me of those posters during World War II. Keep calm, Hitler might win. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Tessie Doyen, I know you have been waiting almost two years now for the next UN Climate Summit after the one was canceled last year. But before we get there... More news out of Congress? Indeed. A follow-up on the House Oversight Committee's hearing last week, a landmark hearing in which the CEOs of Exxon, Chevron, BP, and Shell were called to testify about internal documents and other evidence confirming that their companies knew since at least the 1970s that using their products causes catastrophic man-made global warming, and then, instead of warning the public, they spent billions of dollars obstructing climate policy and funding the climate science denial industry to deceive the public. I'm sure they all confessed and apologized, right? (laughs) Nope. The CEOs all denied responsibility, falsely claiming that their company's past statements were in line with the science at the time, (laughs) which is a lie. They claimed that they are working to reduce their emissions, but not curbing production. And when Democratic Oversight Committee Chair Carolyn Maloney of New York asked them to just affirm that they will no longer spend money to oppose efforts to reduce emissions, either directly or indirectly, None of them would do so. Go figure. The kicker, Maloney said that because the oil companies did not comply with the committee's very specific requests for documents, they will be subpoenaed. A first. Nice. Hope they refuse and are held in criminal contempt. Meanwhile, at the U.S. Supreme Court, while President Biden is on the world stage trying to convince other governments that the U.S. will enact aggressive climate action, the U.S. Supreme Court has agreed to take up an appeal brought by coal companies and Republican-controlled states seeking to limit the Environmental Protection Agency's authority to regulate carbon emissions from power plants. Wasn't that settled years ago? Didn't the Supreme Court determine the EPA did have that power to do so? Yes, but now it's about the mechanism of what the EPA is allowed to do with that authority. (sighs) And it's not just the EPA's authority that's at stake. The court also agreed to examine Congress's constitutional authority to delegate that power to the Mm. EPA to regulate emissions. You mean the Republicans stolen U.S. Supreme Court? Yep. According to Slate's court reporter Mark Joseph Stern, that means, quote, the Supreme Court may not only deny the EPA authority to regulate greenhouse gases from power plants, but also prohibit Congress from delegating that authority to the EPA in the first place. Mm-hmm. 
Finally, COP26. That's the two-week United Nations Climate Conference now underway in Glasgow, Scotland. What does COP stand for? Conference of Parties. And it's the 26th one. <laughs> AP put it best, quote, leaders dial up doomsday warnings to kickstart climate talks. Nice. This year is focused on hammering out mechanisms for implementing the Paris Climate Agreement to reduce global emissions. Conference host, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, bluntly told U.S. delegates that it's time for the global community to, quote, grow up and deal with the climate crisis, warning of the consequences of the failure to act on this and all future generations. He compared the situation to fictional British spy James Bond, who frequently ends up strapped to a doomsday device. While a red digital clock ticks down remorselessly to a detonation that will end human life as we know it. And we are in roughly the same position, my fellow global leaders, as James Bond today. Except that the tragedy is, this is not a movie. And the doomsday device is real. President Joe Biden's warning was equally dire, and he promised action. This is a challenge of our collective lifetimes, the existential threat to human existence as we know it. And every day we delay, the cost of inaction increases. So let this be the moment that we answer history's call. God bless you all, and may God save the planet. Thank you. Yeah, God's not going to do it. He's leaving it to you and Boris and James Bond. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. <laughs>